bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. Your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jake Parker, and Brian Freeman. Well, right now it's just uh, Greg Hollenbeck from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. This is an interesting one as we're trying to uh, broadcast tonight. Um, hopefully, you hear my voice. But Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman. Jay Parker and Brian Freeman, they're running around trying to get this place ready. But this is the time, um, truly. If you're in the shot of our voice right now, we are at Studio Kitchen Colorado and broadcasting live. Tonight's a great show because tonight, Chef Preston Phillips from Grind Kitchen Watering Hole and Chef Chito Ariola, they are doing their magic right now as they're putting together a delicious dish for us. I'll tell you what, it's an interesting thing as we're trying to get Studio Kitchen Colorado together. Um, There's so many things when you put a kitchen together. It's almost like a restaurant. If you've ever put a restaurant together, you would know the types of things that you go through. From zoning permits, did you know anything about zoning permits? Um, Business licensing, my goodness, business licensing. So to, to work as a kitchen, and uh, be a restaurant, there are so many things that you have to go through. And what my dream has always been was to have a studio kitchen. So here's what involves from 490 Decatur Street. It's right stone's throw from Mile High Stadium. And Mile High Stadium, uh, just right down the street, everybody knows where that is on Federal and Colfax. We're just right down the street on Federal. Federal has such an illustrious restaurant scene. It is so cool to be in this neighborhood. Next week, we're going to have on, God permitting, we're going to have on the city councilman from this district and also um, Mark Antonation from Westward. They're going to come in here and see this studio kitchen. What's really cool about this studio kitchen is an incubator of ideas of culinary people that come together, and they're those types of people that want to network. They want to have other ideas. Um, So if it's the ACF, Colorado Chefs Association, if it's um, the Colorado Restaurants Association, anybody within this culinary scene, I mean, I'm telling you, this is the place that you're going to want to be. 490 Decatur Streets, where we're broadcasting live right from right now. We do have a great lineup of guests tonight. So like I said, Chef Preston Phillips from Grind Kitchen and Watering Hole. Chef Chito Ariola, Of course, Little Rich Schneider's here with us tonight. Brian Freeman from Growers Organic. Jay Parker. We're trying to do a little bit of, um, right now, one headset. That's that radio. Live radio. No man, it's master. But we are live from Studio Kitchen Colorado, a little flat-footed as we work through some technical problems, but we'll bring all of these voices to you tonight from Studio Kitchen Colorado. And I'll tell you what, um, so many people jump in. So Seattle Fresh Fish Company, Tristan, uh, Tristan is a great guy. He is a uh, rep from Seattle Fish Company. I called him up yesterday. I said, Tristan, I need some fish. He said, Greg, I would love to give you some delicious fish. Fish. So Snapper is on the menu tonight. Chef Cheeto. Do we have Facebook Live up, Jay? 
No, we don't have Facebook Live up. Okay, so a little shorthanded right now, and we're just working our way through a little technical difficulties. But I have to tell you, the energy that's here tonight, all the people are in place. We were at Blue Bear Farm this past week. Blue Bear Farm is something that you have to see. If you have been downtown and you've driven down Spear Street, just past out, you will, uh, you've seen this. It's on, it's on the right-hand side if you're heading northwest, northwest on Spear. Blue Bear Farm is something that all of the convention center, they try and source their produce from there. It's a beautiful farm. It's a garden. Nick Gruber joined us. Nick Gruber is their local uh, on-site farmer. We had a delicious dinner there on Wednesday night. Wednesday night was one of those things to where if you see Wednesday night and you came down to Blue Bear Farm, Chef Troy Gard, he, he was there and available for us. Um, we had Todd Moore from Center Plate. So think about this. Center Plate is who runs the food and beverage for the convention center and for Mile High Stadium. They're a national brand, but they really are devoted towards connecting to that local, hyper-local theme to where um, Blue Bear Farm and Nick Gruber making that produce for the farm and being able to highlight that in the convention center is a dream come tr uh, true to them. Uh, urban farming is so cool. I have to tell you, uh, I'm a I'm an urban farmer myself. I sit on a balcony and I plant jalapenos. I plant uh, rosemary. I plant basil, about three or four different varieties of basil. Um, tomatoes. Tomatoes are delicious. But if you are living in an urban environment and you need to be able to source these products, it's good to be able to do it yourself. But our friends like Brian Freeman from Growers Organic, if you can't get those things yourself and grow them yourself, you can see Brian Freeman, who is a guy that's going to source those products and be able to bring the best farms to you. If you have a hyper-local mindset like myself, hyper-local is really what it's all about. If I, I always say it, if there is somebody with a service or a product or a person that's doing something in this community, it's an obligation for you to do business with them. So as we embark on Studio Kitchen Colorado, I think it all makes sense. As we cultivate this community of like-minded people, we're building a database right now to where if you want to sign up, and I think we'll put this link up on our Facebook page to where you can sign up to be a part of our hyper-local network. It's really cool to be able to see how synergistic minds work in a way to where we can build a community of people that are not only eating delicious food, but we're doing business with each other. It's, it's, it's seriously astonishing to me. At Hyper uh, uh, Studio Kitchen Colorado, the hyper-local mindset, I look in the distance right now and I see Dave Avery. He's working hard to get us on the air. I see Brian Freeman from Growers Organic. We might even have a signal. Can, can you hear me, Brian? Not yet. Not quite yet. I see uh, J.P. Krause. Is that J.P. in the distance over there? J.P., he's at, he's at the dish tank. I think we're, we're I, back. I think we're I back think on we're the air. <laughs> this is really cool. As I just tap danced for yep. about 10 minutes here, and I apologize to you guys for that. But truly, when you look around this kitchen and you see Brian Freeman from Growers Organic, Chef J.P. Krause, he's the uh, president of the Colorado Chefs Association, Little Rich Schneider from Rockalitas Tortillas, Gigi, who's our 
resident on the spot photographer, Chef Preston Phillips, putting delicious food together. This is truly a community that we're building all together, and I love it so much. So as we're trying to get our Facebook on the air, it's 614 in the Mile High City. Arabelle is back on the board taking good care of us. I think she has a train. Do you have a trainee with you tonight, Arabella? You told Jared. All right, Jared. She said, don't say anything weird. Arabella, you know we're all about saying weird stuff, but moreover, we're all about a family and our community. So I appreciate you tuning in tonight. You're going to hear from Chef Preston Phillips from Grind Kitchen Watering Hole. You're going to hear from Chito Ariola, uh, the executive chef from Las Delicias. Brian Freeman, he invented produce. I love it so much. Arabella, can you get on the air? Are you able to get on the air? Where is she, Arabella? Oh, get your mic up, Arabella, because I want to talk to her. After the show last week, I said, Arabella, you have to come to this studio kitchen. So she uh, brought her boyfriend, came down to the kitchen, and I cooked up some delicious burgers for them. Are you there yet, Arabella? I'll wait till we come back. Let's do that. Let's take a quick break. We need to reset. It's so much fun being here at this kitchen because, uh, like little Rich Schneider says, we don't even know what's going to come from this kitchen. But I think we know a little bit. It, we know community. We know hyperlocal. We know businesses and, and products. And it's something that we hope you intricately get involved with. So if you like us on the Modern Eater Facebook page or Instagram, you'll be able to see what we do. We appreciate you, and we'll be back in a flash right here from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. It is the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan gluten-free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house-made vegan sour cream. Wow! How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and never any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. I recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free, vegetarian, and vegan options. And they don't forget about the meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey. Rocker rum. Rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. 
Chef.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Chef Brother Luck from For My Brother Luck in Colorado Springs. Oh, man, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. And also competing on season 15 of Top Chef. You are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hi, everybody. It's Chef Terry from Bardo in Denver. <laughs> I'm also on season 15 of Top Chef Colorado. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Yes, you are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio as we're just working through some stuff. But I, I, I love it because it's all about community. And Dave Avery's here wor- working with us tonight. Uh, little Rich, you got me? I'm here. I hear I'm you, Little Rich. I'm going to pull the mic away a little bit so it's not so hot. Well, I think, we, I think we, we need There we go. Yeah, I think, I think we've got that bug. Can't hear Little Rich. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear Little Rich, though? Can you guys hear me? No. No, not really. Can you hear Brian? Hey, fans out there in the wide hear, world of radio. You can hear Brian? Excellent. How about Little Okay, Rich? can you hear me now? Can. Oh, now he can hear. Test, little... kitchen, okay, test, uh, kitchen. So we've got Little Rich, we've got Brian Freeman, we've got Greg Holland back right here from. And as we were just sitting through the break there, Little Rich, we talked about, oh boy, that's what takes to keep a show on the air, right? But it makes it a little bit more exciting, I think. I, you know what? It's going to be messy. There's going to be times where the wheels fall off, but when you're pushing the boundaries, that's what happens. And you recoup and you move forward. And I think this, you know, it's times like this that give us a chance to define, to, to express and define what we are and what we're not. What are we, Little Rich? What are we right You now? know what this whole thing is about? There are people that are in this industry to make money, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think it's safe to say everybody in these walls right now, it's more than making money. It's raising the bar. It's moving the needle on a whole industry. We are creating a tribe. We are creating a movement. And everybody here is passionate. Whether whether we make whether all these words make it to the radio, yeah, make it on air or not, that's what's happening. I here. think you said something very poignant, Rich. Um, there are so many facets of it. You know, cooking's a big part of it, right? Yes, absolutely. But the people that cook. Think about the people that cook and what they go through. Their mental health, right? Oh, well, they, well, they give it all, uh, you know, for, for hours on end, days on end. And usually they do it with no applause. They're in the back of the restaurant, yeah. isolated from the, the accolades that are due to them in the dining room. And so you've talked a little bit about what type of person comes into the service industry. Absolutely. Well, you know, we get people that come in because they have a strong sense of servitude. They, they are. We're at our best when we're taking care of people, and that is our applause. And and sometimes, though, we also, I think, give more than we have to give, and we get exhausted. We get uh, anxiety. Many people suffer from anxiety. They'll have a day off, maybe the first time in two or three weeks, and they're at home and they have anxiety because they're not there to be shoulder to shoulder with their team and they feel like they're letting people down and and you've got to be able to learn you've got to take some time off set those boundaries so brian freeman let's talk about a restaurant how a restaurant works front of the house back of the house front of the house they're around touching tables they're talking to people they're in the mix back of the house as we go back to what rich just said that amount of servitude and front of the house and back of the house both suffer from those types of problems Mm -hmm. but the amount of people that we talk to on a daily basis 
the thing that studio kitchen colorado we hope to do is give that little bit of outlet give that little bit of release i mean brian rich yep. do you believe in that oh i would definitely believe in that greg i think many people have come here this is a this kitchen is a sense of community and what's so unique about this place that i mean that is it's and it's just growing right now so it's it's undefined it is it is something that is launching with the power of the collective and what is so neat is is that all these people could be doing much different things on a saturday night you've got two employed very popular chefs that choose to come here and and well, cook throw in a headset the kitchen. on Cheeto right now. Throw a headset. Cheeto. Hey, Cheeto. You, you got a sign? Here you, you go, time? babe. Sure. So All right. Chef, look at this. Look at this. Chef Cheeto Ariola, Las Delicias. We're talking about community, studio kitchen, Colorado, what this means. So as a chef, to be able to have a talented chef like you are, right? A lot of times you're working in the kitchen or creating menus or you're scheduling for your employees to come in. But to be able to come into a studio kitchen like this, and this is your time off. Yeah. You could be home right now with your family. What What is it that drives you to be a part of a community like this? The uh, the unity. Everybody's together. Like, I've seen a lot of people here in Denver. Like, I mean, this group, you guys are always hanging out together. Mm-hmm. All yeah. the time. Yeah, come on now. Yeah. What, what All are you the time. About? That's the cool thing about, you know, this kitchen. It brings people, brings new chef. You know, I get to meet a new guy here in the kitchen network and everything. You know, maybe I'll go to his restaurant and get a free meal out of him. But to give you a voice, (laughs) to give you a voice, Chito, to talk about the things that are important to you as a chef, is that is that something that you enjoy, that you thrive? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love learning from everybody, you know, in the kitchen. Like, you know, picking up a few things from chef over here and uh chef preston yeah yeah so he's he's great you know he's great so i just love you know being part of the community that's something i grew up you know my dad always doing that you know helping back you know our school every time when i was little he always did um fundraiser for the school and you know if i was in whatever program i was in always giving back and that's one thing i love from my dad and he's also a chef you know that's why I feel obligated and I enjoy doing it, you know, just being part of the community, giving back. You know, if I can help out, like you said, you know, I can be at home, you yeah. know, being lazy. So as a chef, when you come into an environment like this, hyper-local community, Colorado products, and let's face it, when you're in Los Delicious, mm-hmm. right, you're working with the same ingredients yep. every yep. single day. What's it mean? What I mean, what are you and Chef Preston cooking tonight for? Well, like... Like tonight, for instance, we have the the grilled pineapples, the grilled pumpkin. You know, he's like, hey, do you want to do a soup? Yeah, sure. Let's go. I'm eating so, on the air tonight. Right? I so, am going to eat on so the air. So he, he's threw the pumpkins in the grill. He's like, they're there. Just we'll let them cook. Now we got carrots. We got apples in the soup. We got parsnips. What else we got? <laughs> Potatoes. There's so much over there. Yep. Cream. I know. So much local Colorado so, is and exciting right here. now. Everything's yeah. from here. So that's a really cool yeah. thing. Just learning you know, organic or just hyper-local stuff. We are Let's truly in the kitchen. So as I'm sitting here right now, <laughs> I've got Chef Preston Phillips <laughs> to my left. We're broadcasting live from Studio Kitchen Colorado right here, 490 Decatur Street. Almost want to say, if you're in the neighborhood, stop by. But I almost don't want to say that, too. 
but he's looking at the spice cabinet, like pushing past through me, little Rich. <laughs> yep. I mean, kind of set that scene, little Rich. What are we seeing right now? You know, I'm, I'm watching Preston right now, and it reminds me of an artist <laughs> looking at the canvas, right. and he's got this palette of all these colors, and he's thinking, okay, what the what mind. blue do I want next? What he's green? He's a thousand miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, he's, he's just. <laughs> a, but I, that's what I love about that is they're not just looking at color. They're they're they look at flavors. They see flavors where I just see a color. Uh, like earlier, when you wanted me to help them as a sous chef, and I'm and I'm doing the parentheses yeah. around that, I refuse to wear the chef's jacket because I'm <laughs> why like, why is that, Richie? I thought it was pretty noble. I thought it was pretty noble. You know why? Because I respect the living bejesus out of these guys. <laughs> what they do, the talent, the the time, and everything. And I am no chef. I wish I was. But I, I said I would be do, doing all chefs, all proper chefs, a disservice by me wearing. It. <laughs> That's I, I just wearing have mad respect. I'll wear now. an apron, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to uh, pretend to be a chef because I'm not. Well, let's uh, let's ask about that, Chef Cheeto. Um, as far as the chef's community goes, do you, do you have to earn your stripes in the kitchen? Well, yeah, of course. How, how do you gauge people? Of course, you have to earn your surprise. You know, you see a lot of guys coming out of college from like, hey, went to the what quarter do do blue. Hell out of here. Come on, guy. Get in the dish pit, please. Get in the dish pit. If you survive for a week, then we'll talk. Nice. Right? And I got through, uh, I got thrown in the dish pit after college for a whole two weeks. Chef Chris Pullen. Oh, really? Right? Yeah. I love two to weeks. hear stories like that. You know, that's, that's part of what I love about this, too, is that chefs. You know, uh, people can come up and say, "Oh, I've worked here, I've worked there, I've done this, I've done that, I've gone, I've got this degree." But you know what? You get a couple chefs together, and they work together, and in 20 minutes, you know if that chef is really cutting the mustard or not. Yeah. You know right away. Yeah. You you cannot lie. There are you you can't tell a lie out here and live. <laughs> You'll be exposed. That's why I'm like, "Oh, I'm not putting on the chef's jacket." They'll string yeah. me up and beat on me like a piñata. <laughs> Yeah, you can spot those guys when they come out of college and they think they know it all. And it takes time. Yeah, it takes time. Yeah. I mean, I don't call a guy a chef because he wears a chef coat. Call a guy because I respect him. To me, it's more of respect wearing a chef coat. Yes. Like he said. Yep. Like Little Rich. So you like when Little Rich puts the Broncos apron on? No, I mean. Instead, the <laughs> chef's jacket. I respect the I hell out of the, this guy because, I mean, it's Little Rich. You know, he's done it all. It's Little Rich. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Instagram. The Modern Eater is where it's at right now. And hyper-local, it's our community. As I look at this, I mean, I'm flushed with community as I, as I see this board. It's all people that we've um, walked down this path together, and, and it's yeah. an arduous path, Brian. I, I think it's I, it's still going on. I, I would say that it's almost at the beginning in some respects because, I mean, so many people, I think, don't really get into their groove until the, you're halfway through your life yeah. because do you really mm-hmm. figure out what you're truly passionate about, where, where you're going? And, and I was having a conversation with someone about the fact that I can't believe at 18 years old you're forced to pick a degree, to go to college, and you like you do. think you know what you want to do at 18 yeah. years old, and you have no idea. Um, and yeah. and so and that's the thing. That's what I find so interesting, and what I love about our conversation tonight is is th- this whole thing. We're all in industries of passion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to do to be the entrepreneur yeah. CEO over here that Rich is. 
to be a chef, yeah. an executive chef. You're your own CEO every day. Brian, Greg think, think about I mean, your plight, man. I mean, seriously, coming from a, a farmer's market to where you just built relationships. You met the farmers, and you decided, I'm going to make it easier for you to get your produce to market. How did you go about that, and how many years ago? Well, I mean, this I started it in 1994. I mean, to think... Some of the employees that I have, I, I, I got on my mission before they were born. I don't think Arabella. <laughs> Arabella, were you born in 1994? <laughs> 96. <laughs> See that, Brian? Yeah, well, can, and, and can that's where it started, the air, at Cher, Cherry Creek Farmer's Market. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Arabella, I'm on the air. You're on the air right now. Okay, good. Arabella, you came down after the show last Saturday night and saw the kitchen. Just at first blush, what were, what were your thoughts about that? First off, I was amazed you guys pulled that off. <laughs> okay. Um, but, it, I mean, it's pretty spectacular what you guys are doing down there. I'm excited for when it's finished. We had a good late-night um, hamburger kind of building party with some local libations. It was a good time, wasn't it? Yeah, the burger was probably the best burger I've ever had. Best burger you've ever had. Um, food tastes more delicious when you know where it's coming from. I will say that all day long, every day long. It's 6.30 on 6.30 KHOW, an iHeartRadio station. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and talk to these chefs. Well, Chef Chito Ariola, this should be interesting, and Chef Preston Phillips on at the same time. We're going to talk about collaborations, collaborations and networking, because if there's one thing, uh, Little Rich, that we can say is don't put yourself out on an island. Put yourself in a position to where... You are able to be the best person in your industry because of the support of others. That means so much. Yeah, ab absolutely. That's the fun part is helping uh, spread, uh, create opportunities, connecting people together that maybe maybe they're in the same orbit but didn't quite connect. And you kind of push that along and then watch where they take off. We'll talk to these two chefs about collaborating tonight for this delicious dinner provided by Growers Organic and Seattle Fish Company. It's a delicious night, and it's right here from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Back in a flash, Kyle Moyer is going to come up from the Crafty Fox and talk about some seasonal beers and libation. It's a fun one. Stick around right here. It is the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. If you're hyper-local and you like food, click and taste the Modern Eater's website, videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video too. TheModerneater.com. Hey, it's Peter Allman with South River Aquaponics. As a chef and aquaponics farmer, I get the importance of conserving our limited water supply. Did you know Colorado is suffering from the most severe drought since 2012? Water shortages are very real, especially to Colorado farmers. Now here's the good news. Aquaponic farming uses 90% less water than traditional farming, while producing four and a half times more food per square foot. Using traditional farming techniques, farmers would flood their fields with large quantities of water, leaving much of this water underutilized and just plain wasted. But because aquaponics is a recirculating system, the only water used is what the plants uptake and some very minor evaporation. South River Aquaponics has been running a 55,000 gallon system year round for four years, and we use less than 500 gallons of water per day. Education is very important to us here at South River Aquaponics. I invite you to learn more about aquaponics at southriveraquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. If you've got a business and need a website or need a graphic designer, F. Johnson Design does it all. Take the headache out of trying to build your own website 
better design graphics. Who has time for that? F. Johnson Design will get you up and running with a professional and great-looking website. Design sharp graphics to your specifications and have your site up faster than you think. Logo, package design, SEO coding, and more. F. Johnson Design did the Modern Eater's website. Go to themoderneater.com to check out some of their work. Reach out to F. Johnson Design at fjohnsondesign.com. In radio. Okay, back to the show. Just a moment from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. I'm telling you what, 20 years in the business. If you are in the uh, restaurant, Brian, the bar business, brewery, sometimes you get some miles on your business. Sometimes you need to get a checkup. You need a report card, especially for your draft tap systems. Uh, Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. He wants to come in and give you an evaluation. He wants to give you an A-plus report card to make sure you're as efficient as possible. Pouring inefficient beer, Brian, what are you doing? You're pouring your money down the drain. Please don't pour your money down the drain. I talk about it time and time again. It's so very tacky when you go into a restaurant or a bar, you ask for a beer, they go to their, their draft line, they pour the beer, and foam is coming out and just... It's, it's money. It's unprofessional, too. And it looks tacky. Get a hold of Jeff Rock and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, not only for your build-outs, not only for your brand-new tap lines, but for maintenance. If you need your glycol system updated, you need to add a nitro line, a water line. Jeff Rock can do that for you. 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke in A-Plus Beverage Solutions. My name's Alex Seidel. I'm from Fruition Restaurant, Mercantile Restaurant. You are listening to us on Monardiner on iHeartRadio. Okay, Arabella, I'm just going to bring my mic closer to my mouth and Brian's farther from his mouth, and then we should be good. Say hello, Brian. Hello, Is that better as we're doing this all on air? We are. Is that better? Yeah, see, little minor adjustments. Luckily, I've been doing this for uh, way too long. (laughs) Brian, we look at Studio Kitchen Colorado and this meal shaping up for us right now. We want to get Preston on the air. Where is he in the process of what he's cooking? I think he's still in the heat of the battle right now. He has uh, grease. He just uh, finished these incredible collard greens. If you would have seen, he probably put in about 10 pounds of just beautiful organic elephant ear collard greens. Um, he's, he's got this squash that he's, he's taken some pie pumpkins and put them directly on the grill and grilled up these pie pumpkin squash that looks like it's just going to be too tasty. I saw some cornmeal Hush puppies over there. Did you see those, Rich? I think you're. Ta- I think eating. you've got one in I've your mouth eating. right now. I'd love to see it. They're they're corn. They're like a corn cupcake. Those <laughs> things are so awesome. <laughs> Delicious. I love it. I want to get Chef Preston on the show right now. I want Chef Preston. Do you have a second? I want to talk about this. And Seattle Fish Company did such a great job. Uh, throw that headset on. Seattle Fish Company came through with some delicious fish for us tonight. What are you working with tonight, Preston? I'm working with Hawaiian Kanpachi and some red snapper as well from the Gulf Coast and some oysters from Chesapeake Bay as well. Why did you want to do fish tonight? Uh, I just felt like it. I've had fish on the brain for the past <laughs> month for some reason, so I wanted to make fish and made so it happen. So You and Connor, your brother, made a delicious fish. Yes. What was it? 
it was the same snapper that we have here today. Are you making the same thing? Same style, no, but similar. Okay, what was the style you made, and what are you doing tonight? Um, so whenever he and I made it, I fried the or well, I've done it twice now in the last two weeks. So first time we brined the whole fish, and then we grilled it um, for like 30 minutes, 15 minutes on each side. Um, second time we deep fried it, brined it as well, and then cornstarch dusted it and deep fried it. The grill was by far my favorite, so I'm going to grill it tonight, but I'm not going to grill it whole. I'm going to grill it. I'm going to fillet it and, and then grill it, possibly do a, a quick brine on it so that um, it's seasoned all the way through with, with a nice sugary, salty brine um, and to ensure that it's going to be super, super tasty, super moist. Um, yeah. A little southern flair to it there, Preston. Southern flair. we still got some collard greens, some hush puppies on the table, um, some dipping sauce. Uh, we're going to keep frying stuff and making some drinks and having a good time. What's in that dipping sauce? It's a like a tartar sauce uh, remoulade type deal. Oh, interesting. No, okay. From scratch. Yes. Uh, yes. From scratch. That's what he does. Well, has anyone seen that, that coleslaw, that Cheeto? Cheeto also does have a coleslaw. Coleslaw He's floating breaking around. it out right Ooh, now. Oh, there it is. Multicolor cabbage in there. That looks so tasty. This is like a good southern yeah. dinner. Soup is going to be... Uh, all the um, fall, winter squash, um, some apples in there. We'll see what Cheetos working nice. on. And did you know we're getting honey, Colorado Honeycrisp and Colorado Gala apples. I brought a little mix of there, the apples. Apples are delicious. Nice. It's that season right now. Apples and pears, all that's coming off right now. We're just about to have the Cider Fest at the end of this month up in uh, Paonia, Colorado. I, I implore people to get down there and see that. Your, our friends at Big B's Cider are doing a big... Delicious orchards. Yep, delicious yeah. orchards. Greg, you have a beer batter to get going on oh, right yes. here. Do we want to get started yes, on that? Yes, we do. Um, so you asked me to get a couple of beers. Yeah, but we don't have enough. Um, so we need, do we, need? we need two quarts total. I'm not going to be too quick with the math right now, but it's, I probably need four <laughs> more cans. Four more cans. Yep. Right. Or the equivalent of from something. We got some crawlers okay. back there. Something we can. Yes. Those crawlers are 32 I'll, I'll ounces a piece. If we can get like a, some kind of lager style. You're gonna go grab them, little Rich. Uh oh, little all, Rich. All you all might uh, keep eating that hush puppy while you're off the air there. All right, Greg. This is gonna be all you. <laughs> what am I gonna do? You're gonna hold these forks like this. Okay. And I'm gonna give you a steady stream. This should be on Facebook Live right now. Jay, do we have this? Beautiful. We're everything is going smooth. I like to see it over here. Preston's completely prepped this for Greg. You're setting him up. You're teeing him up. Trying to. With like a big fat driver here. That's right. I love to see this. I love to see this ingenuity at its best here, folks. The modern eater. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say after that. Kind of just going to hand this over to Jay. He can take over right now for me. I love it. What I love to see, folks, is we've got all kinds of people out there eating and enjoying themselves. Can't talk enough about the food, but what I think we need to talk about is, is a little bit about grind, because you serve this type of food down at Grind. Similar, yeah. You know, well, I, I mean, your Almost, chicken. What, yeah. what kind of chicken do you have there? Uh, as far as what we move You do a fried chicken, Yeah, so I, I, I mean, I, that's not, that's like a northerner's fried chicken. Icelandic fried chicken? No, it's, 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 it's southern fried chicken. It's fried. southern fried chicken there. <laughs> Well, I love it, and I love this. I mean, the sense of community, everybody out here having fun, learning stuff. I learned how to shuck oysters today. It was the first time. I'm definitely, <laughs> folks, if you didn't know it, I'm from Arizona. Um, 
And they don't have oysters. many oysters yeah, there. Yeah, we don't shuck many oysters. Kind of hot for uh, those. Arizona. They'll die pretty fast. Yeah. Um, but we do eat cactus, which is interesting. That is and, interesting. We, and we had some prickly pear for one of the summer dinner tours uh, series that we did this year, which was great. But uh, enough about that. Your fried chicken, southern inspired. Yes. We, You know, I always talk about you because you're young, you're up and coming. Preston? You know, Grind is just crushing it. You've got a huge following down there in Cherry Creek. Where are you located down in Cherry Creek? Third and Fillmore. Third and Fillmore. Okay. And you're, you're right on the alley there. Right, and you have the downstairs patio, yep. which is real nice. Garden level, yeah. Dog friendly out front. Dog friendly on the side patio. On the side front. patio, not up front. Okay. We have beer. Chef, what are we doing with this? We're just okay. So here, get a little more secure. I can do that here. You pour, Greg. Folks, I'll, today we are I'll doing mix. beer batter. So we need exactly uh, two quarts for this, which is what we have here. So someone's got to drink these. Or Uh-oh. someone can drink those. Ooh, look at this, Extra folks. Beer. All right. Chef so. Cheeto. Oh, my gosh, folks. Oh, nice. That is gorgeous. Gigi, look at this. A little bit of tarragon across the top of that pumpkin soup here, folks. Ooh. Chef, does it matter what kind of beer you use to put in that? Uh, you don't want to use anything too dark. You don't want to use anything sour. You don't want to use anything uh, out of the ordinary. Really, you want to stick to the... Uh, to the basics. Just traditional, uh, like a traditional lager would be. Yeah, I, yeah, ideally, lager, a pilsner. So when I was asking, keep a keg of Bud Light. What I was asking earlier is, um, I understand that we're on Facebook Live. You guys, you can go check that out. But uh, are we showing this on Facebook Live? Slower, is Greg. He's got to be able to keep up with it. Camera right there. Okay. Well, that camera was across the way there. So you're gonna you're gonna put the fish in this? Uh, so I've got some mushrooms. We'll do some mushroom beer batter. I am gonna do some of the fish in this style as well. Um, we're just gonna kind of have fun with it and just keep the keep the oil going, which I've got to check on right now if I can step away for a minute. Yeah, do that. Kyle Moyer from the Crafty Fox on the camera today. Oh, that looks all looks so good. All this food over here, folks. We're doing this show here, and while we're doing it, we're just being taunted by all the incredible food around the room. I know. What do we have that we can actually try? Arabella, is my mic coming through okay? Can you even hear me, Arabella? Oh, uh, you know, there's certain mics that uh, we can hear her and she can't hear us. This or, mic is not working. You, no, no, no. You can, I can hear you. I think I can hear you. I know, but I don't know if Arabella can. Arabella, can you hear me? Put it... We're back. Oh, my okay, gosh, folks. I think I'm back on the air. Now can you hear me, Arabella? Oh, that will do. Okay, I've got this mic back here. So basically what we're doing, and, and Kyle Moyer, if we can get Kyle Moyer from the Crafty Fox to come over here and show what we're doing. We're mixing up a beer batter base for the fish right now. And this looks delicious. Jay's mixing it right now, furiously. I think this is going to be good. Chef Preston, he's got the um, can, can Colorado you see this Mills. Here? Look at this Colorado. soup they just brought me. It's almost got this. Oh, my gosh. It's just this incredible flavors in here, folks. We've all kinds of squashes and apples. Oh, my gosh. Little Rich, there's a spoon for you as well, my friend. That looks incredible. I know. We're so lucky to be in the Studio smell? Kitchen, Colorado, folks. Oh, my. The smell on this. Isn't that just great? 
There's I'm ready for a blizzard. Nothing. <laughs> and I don't mean Dairy Queen. I mean the snow. This is this. Oh, my god. Smells gosh. delicious. Okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. This uh, tonight is truly, we're just, we're all over the place, as you could probably tell. But um, Greg Hollenbach, Brian Freeman, and Little Rich Schneider. Chef Preston Phillips is cooking up a delicious meal along with Chef Chito Ariola from Las Felicias. We've got, uh, it's, it's a sense of community tonight. Chef J.P. Kraus, we're going to hear from him. Chef, or uh, Chef, I almost called Robbie Hanna Chef. Uh, he kind of is the chef. He, he, he can. He's, he's got the, all the ingredients together. And uh, your daughter, Raven. I love yeah, to see Raven Yeah, Raven came here by. Tonight. We've got the whole family thing going on here. Your daughter, Raven, made it tonight. <laughs> uh, Kristen's here. Uh, chef, or, uh, I want to call everybody chef. Gigi's here tonight. <laughs> John Urban, Kyle Moyer, he's, he's manning the camera. Ooh, okay, let's take a break. This. We'll come back. Do in the kitchen. We'll talk about the food and the ingredients that we have here tonight. And uh, it's one of those times to where it's the reason for the season. It's all about food, beverage, family, and community. Right here from Studio Kitchen, Colorado on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like Satis, Grazers, and Kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinct horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Hey Colorado, this is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. Brought to you by Gluten-Free Things. A dedicated gluten-free and vegan bakery in Arvada. Well, folks, welcome back. Welcome back. It's, it's Brian it is, Live. It is. We just heard him on the spot. Now it's Brian Live. Live and coming at you. Wow. It's good to be back. What, wow. What a night here at the what, bottom. Preston did not yes. disappoint. 
Look at this. You know Preston and Cheeto. Look at this slaw that Cheeto made. It's a slaw. And the oysters that John Irvin was shucking. I was trying. I got absolutely nowhere. Realized that uh, oyster shucking is not in uh, not a career choice. I think I was able for, to do for a me at all. Pounds. I was pretty impressed with you. My, were, uh, you know, you first were, time it was. I think beginner's luck. Yeah, you, know, right? you, I mean, you you did great. But look at this. This is uh, people have to see this. Ooh. Come here, Jay. Look at that. Look, Look at, at that. how what a beautiful moment. that what is. Are we, what are we looking at, That is boys? fried that is oysters. Deep fried. and Dredge those in buttermilk and cornmeal. Again, corn this meal. is oh. one of those things I can't cook. I can't believe I had anything to do with even getting the ingredients. I would have thought I'd messed that up. Oh, scarlet fire turnips on there. A little this bit slaw, of fennel. These, oh, my gosh. These, these crunchy oysters. At this every is level. This is, this, is, this is going south. We didn't even get on a plane for this. We just we stayed right here in 80204, and we're eating like we went down south. I'm eating tonight, that's for sure. This is incredible. And look at this, this, this soup. Looks look at the bowl. Yeah. Look at this bowl. Look at the bowl. Got. I mean, they're frying the they're they're uh, barbecuing. There's a little soup for you. All right, let's let's open this up. We got a lot of great guests here tonight. Chef JP, JP Krause, come on over here. We need JP. We almost need a reset, Greg. Tell everyone, how. What, where are we today? We're at Studio Kitchen, Colorado. A lot of great ingredients tonight. Grows organic, obviously, always giving us delicious produce. And um, fresh fish and oysters provided by Seattle Fish Company. Rockalitas Tortillas, always on the scene. And it's always fun catching up with Chef J.P. Krause, president of the Colorado Chefs Association. J.P., what's going on? Oh, things are good. We're having fun out here. I uh, cut my thumb on the last oyster of the day. Did you really? Ago. Yeah, the shell I, broke on the side and right into the thumb. I always wonder about that. So they have specific tools for oysters, right? Yeah. I mean, what is it? It's just it's like it's a spear. When, it's like a spear, but when you break it, you go, oh, shucks, because right in your thumb. <laughs> and you got one in the thumb? Got the last one. I always figured I would do that to myself. It's all right. You were the guy. That's okay. You gotta have some blood in the kitchen. You, you do have to have some blood in the kitchen. Speaking of blood in the kitchen, man, as we said, a, a good week for us. So we were down at Blue Bear Farm. We had some fun. You know, Colorado community is what it's all about. But before that, we had a little meeting down in Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs, uh, Pikes Peak. We were in Castle Rock. We were in Castle Rock, yeah. Uh, Pikes Peak Division. What is it that you're trying to do with the Colorado Chefs Association and the ACF here? And I think it's so innovative that I – can we talk about yeah, it? Yeah, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. You know, we, we are a, a huge group of chefs in the front range. We have so many great people, so many great chefs, so many great restaurants coming up that we need to work together. What's good for us is good for them. We need to grow together. We need to expand the front range even more and start working on a couple events together to collaborate and to really grow. You know, uh, this Friday coming up, I'm going down to the Broadmoor for Master Chefs. So Master Chefs are coming in there. Is that this Friday? This, this Friday. Jay, that's why you're taking Friday off. It's the Master <laughs> Chefs. We were trying to wonder, what are we doing Friday? That's what it is. We're going down to Colorado Springs to the Broadmoor oh, yeah. for the Master Chefs. We were there last year. And I'll tell you what, I'm trying to think of the guy's name who's a Master Chef. Um, he, he's kind, he was kind of the OG Master Chef. Do you know who this is? Bill Franklin? No, it no. wasn't Bill Franklin. Bill Franklin. Ferdinand. Ferdinand. Ferdinand um, what was his last name? It was Ferdinand. It, the, the sentiment was from Ferdinand is we better get it together because, and, and coming from an old white guy, he said we need to get away, away from the white man's club, the old white man's club as far as chefs go. We need a little bit of um, 
a flavor in the kitchen. We need to highlight women. We need to hi- highlight ethnic people that are coming into the kitchen. We need to be able to show that. And the Master Chefs, it was a bit void of that. And I think they're trying to make strides to be able to do that. Are you seeing that within the uh, culinary community? Yeah, you know, we are definitely a home base for the Master Chefs, having Bill Franklin, such a great part of our chapter. And as we're reaching out to Colorado Springs, you know, Colorado, Denver is a melting pot. We have a melting pot of culture, and we need to represent where we're from. And part of that is embracing, you know, great foods. Look at Cheeto over here. He's making great things with amazing flavors, you know, and we wouldn't get that anywhere else but in Denver because we have such a unique blend of cultures. One of the photos that you said that I think we need to take is not only with the traditional, you know, guy in the kitchen, you know, with the tall hat. What do you call those tall chefs? Chips. What do you call them? Tooks. Okay. Tukes. With a toque. <laughs> um, but we need to have that adjacent from a young lady with sleeve tattoos yeah. on her arms. What, what? I mean, what's the meaning of that? The meaning is, you know, we really have to embrace the, the change in society. We, we can't be caught up on the white coats and the tall, tall white hats. We have to embrace people for who they are. Let them have their creativity. Let it flow. As we transition as a culture to be more open to tattoos, beards, piercings, you know, we embrace the subcultures of the world, we should really represent it in the kitchen, you know, and be proud to show it off. Food is at the heart of every table. It's the heart of every home. And if you're not part of that, then you're missing out. You're getting good at this. You're getting really good at this, JP, um, because the sentiment is there. The sentiment is that as we change, we need to show the change. We need to show the model evolving. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I'm so intrigued with the Colorado Chefs Association, uh, the uh, local chapter of the ACF, is that you you know it. And, and the people around you are really taking heed from what's going on right now. And I think it's important not to miss that boat. Yeah, and so speaking of our meeting on Monday at Bruce Beers, which is amazing, so it's Monday night at 6 p.m., plant-based foods, you know, amazing beer. But if we're not bringing relevant education material to the chefs, then we're not doing our job. We need to be one step ahead of the game. We need to be showing them something new. We need to be on the cutting edge of technology. And if we're not, then we're just doing what everyone else is doing, and I'm not okay with that. So going Going back to the Pikes Peak chapter, I want to talk about that a little bit through the past of the hour. Now we're going to take a break, but get, come back. I'm enjoying this conversation, JP. You're spot on with what we're doing. And as we develop Studio Kitchen Colorado, I think it's very important that we show that diversity um, throughout all of us because we come together with one common thing, and that is community and food. Uh, we'll be back right after this on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. It's time for the second course, hour number two of the Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. All right, yes, indeedy, Mr. Tweedy. Here it is, the second hour of the Modern Eater Show, live on iHeartRadio. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, we're putting it together for you. From Studio Kitchen, Colorado, this is a good one because we have delicious food from Chef Preston Phillips and Chef Chito Ariola. They're getting the fish ready. I think this is really cool. If you can tune in on Facebook, you'll see all that's going in right now. Just search out The Modern Eater and check out our Instagram as well. Ooh, look at that fish over there. He's got this huge red snapper in his hands. 
Oh, and I think he got uh, attacked by a bone there. But this is so exciting, Greg. You have put together something so incredible for all these we, staffs. I mean, that's we, really know, what we do. The community. Is, it's community. So as uh, Chef J.P. Krause continues on the show, we want to talk about, and here it is, really, because Chef J.P. joining us on the show right now is Raven. And Raven, uh, is your is your last name Schneider? It's Mendoza Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know, but I wanted to say. But you're entering into the culinary world as a young lady, and it's really cool to see that because we're trying to emphasize the kitchen is no longer for the old white guy. It really yeah. isn't. There's so many people that are coming and embarking in on the kitchen that have so many things to offer, and we've been missing the boat. So as you see Raven, right, mm-hmm. uh, Chef JP, this is what really the future of the kitchen is right here. It is, and I'll tell you that you know, she's in a great program. She's doing really great for, for what she does, but uh, there is a lack of people getting the technical education. They're really focused on really computer jobs and sitting down in offices and and as we bring our youth up, we need to extend that to the diverse populations and really give those people a chance. Well, we were saying earlier how food is inclusive. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, you know, the one thing that I always remind people of, the best conversations are at the table. The best conversations are around good food. And, and you know, I was talking with a young group of people today about the fact that when you know where your food comes from, it that, tastes it's, better. It tastes better. And it's this whole thing. But I, where I relate this back to the conversation is, is that it's inclusive because farmers are, come from all walks, oh, yes. just like chefs do. But there's one thing that's so, 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 such a common thread in both of those people, and it's passion. Let's hear from Raven. You know? Raven, what draws you to this crazy business? Um, for me, I think it was just a thing of like... No matter what uh, what culture you're in, like food is the one thing that all cultures have in common where you're able to show love and your affection towards people and that you care for them. And so for me, like I just thought that was a really beautiful thing and to be able to dip my toes a little bit in the water, even just locally, has been like a really great experience for me. So front of the house and back of the house, do you have a preference? Um, I've actually started working more shifts in back of the house, and sometimes I prefer it a little bit more, um, just because you're able to be in your own kind of world. Express yourself. Yeah, and you don't really have to deal with some of the, <laughs> the cruddy customers. A little more rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> How about food itself? Is there a, a preference? Is there a style of food that you like the most? Um, I've really gotten into, like, Mediterranean food recently. Mm. I'm really digging that and i love asian food well but why on the mediterranean raven why what, just what the is, palates are just they're just so clean to me and they i don't feel like I, it's just clean like really i don't know clean is the only way i really like know and how it, to describe you it. know mediterranean yeah. to me is very simple food yeah you're not doing you know the french styling is you're getting all of these types of uh um sauces and richness and mediterraneans like let this food speak for itself yeah. type of thing well there's some spice though in mediterranean i would say what right you can yeah. add it yeah um i i, I like oh it's just more like simple yeah. flavors though it's okay. not so yeah. it's straightforward it yeah. down to you know color texture yeah. all the things that really you know 
grows organic, you know, with produce. Yes, if, thanks. If the that. looks are not there, then it doesn't it, matter. You look does, with your yeah. eyes first. I mean, you have the color, the texture, and the freshness of Mediterranean food. It, it really draws consumers in. So, so true. Let's see if we can move a mountain, though. Um, Raven, as a young lady entering into a kitchen, what are some of the ob- obstacles that you see that are barriers that you're trying to either break through or just things that are obstacles for you to be able to move forward in your career? Sure, yeah. Um, Well, at the place that I'm working at now, I've been working front of house for about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And so for everybody to kind of see me move to back of the house, they were like, whoa, what is she doing? Like, does she know what she's getting herself into? Let's see if she can actually do this. Um, And I'm like five foot one. So definitely getting like the 12 quarts off the top has been a challenge for me. Um, You know, they just kind of make fun of you for that. But um, no, it's been really cool. Everybody has like really, I think, kind of gained respect for me. But you'll get those me. five quarts off the top oh, from yeah. hell or yeah. high water, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You'll figure um, that out. But I think just like them thinking that I'm like all snobby front of the house because there's that like almost angst between the two and like um, between front of the house and back of the house. And so for me to just go in and be like, okay, like, whatever you want me to do, I'm on dish, wherever you want me, like, I'll start from the bottom to just gain that respect and not, like, try to push my way in and, like, I'm here to take your place or anything like that, you know? Um, you have so, to be able to build up. Yeah. And you're willing to do that. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's that's one of those interesting propositions. You see a lot of these chefs, JP, they come out of the culinary school or they have these visions. I'm going to be on top chef this next year and I want to be the head chef somewhere. Mm-hmm. Truly, respect in the kitchen is everything. Yeah. Any walk of life that you're coming from. But it's achievable, right? Yeah. How do you how do you put that out there other than I'm available to do anything at any time? I mean, I've found that that's been the easiest for me to do. Sure. Um, and then, you know, I, I've done stuff in the kitchen before this job like when I went through my pro start program we were taught like knife skills and like among a bunch of the other stuff that we were taught so having that little bit of knowledge like with me has definitely helped to be able to like oh can you do this I'm like yes I know how to hold a knife like I know I can do do this do you have any mentors that you rely on right now in your current job um at my current job I wouldn't really say so just because um a lot of the people that I do work with is, like, um, just prep. Yeah, so that's what I so, hear a lot, you know, from people, especially coming in, is they come in, they, they have school, and they, they want a chance. And then it relies, somebody needs to really open up their wings and, and bring them in. And the more we do that, people are always afraid, hey, this person's going to come in, they're going to do better than me, they're going to take my job. But you really have to let that ego go and really let them thrive. You know, and how many people have come out of the apprenticeship program? And if they have a great sponsorship, they become great themselves. If they don't have great support, then they don't go very far because they're not allowed to really try. And I, I, that's the worst part. Is there's if not a you're worried about problem. someone taking your job, though, JP, you're probably not doing yours very well, right? You're just in a rut. You're in a, a, a job of convenience to where you rely on your relationships. Yeah, it's that work-life symbiotic relationship. Yeah. And a lot of times... You know, the stress and everything just gets away from them. They're so busy with the calculations and the food costs and the staffing issues that they really don't go down to the passion that brought them in the first place. And when you have someone young 
with passion. You need to take advantage of that and bring them in. Get away from the, the paperwork for a while and really show them what brought you in. And it does. It helps you out in the long run. What's your end game, Raven? Where, where, do you want to be a restaurant tour? Do you want to? I'm, or are you just feeling it out I'm, to see what your strong suit is? That's kind of what I'm doing is. right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's why, like, I where I worked, I was like, put me in the kitchen. Like, give me a couple shifts. See mm-hmm. if that's, like, this is actually what I want to do. Or... Um, and, like, I started working at uh, Cornelli's. That's where I work um, because the owner, she's just, like, the most flamboyant, like, awesome human being that I've ever met. And to be able to work under her wing and, like, see how she interacts with customers was really what I wanted to do because, like, you go in there and you feel like family within five seconds. And, like, to be able to do that to a complete stranger, I was just, like, in awe of her. And um, when I kind of decided, like about 16 that like I kind of think this is what I want to do I talked to her and so I that's why I was working front of house for so long was like just letting her like kind of be my mentor for front of house and so for front of house I would say I definitely do have a very strong mentor um in her um but back of house I haven't really worked that hands-on with like a mentor if you would but Raven Brian Freeman here I have a question for you because you have worked the front of the house and back of the house and I think what's interesting is because in the back of the house, you can definitely express a different passion. You can express yourself through your food and through the work that you do. But in the front of the house, you know, it's more about interaction with the customer. Right. And and I think that there's an animosity. And, and please correct me. Do you think that there's an animosity between the front of the house and the back of the house because sometimes of the money that someone in the front of the house, because they're working on tips, might make versus someone in the back of the house who's working under you know, brutal conditions, Right. you know, I mean, to work in a dish pit, to try to keep up with a busy restaurant, to be on a prep line, you know, to be on the expo line, anywhere in the back of the house is, is a tough job. And there's this, this animosity sometimes about money. A lot of people, one of the restaurants that we, we've gone to, um, Abrushi's has, has implemented a new model where everyone's, everyone shares that everyone gets a certain dollar figure. Right. And that's, and then you're bonused based on customer feedback. There's no tipping at all. What, what do you think about these models? Where, where do you think, does that stop this? I mean, monster? truly, are you really doing it for the money in the service industry? Unless you're, own, if you own a restaurant or you're a high paid executive chef, I mean, you, there is a certain amount of animosity from front and you've seen both right. sides, but truly, is it about the money? Um, you know, like where I work, we're very much like a family. It's a pretty small little restaurant. It's like, I mean, for as square footage, we do have a lot of employees, but, um, we're very like, it's a mom and pop. So everybody's like family and it's just a mutual respect that you have. And I've been very fortunate to not like have to work in a restaurant where it's like, Oh damn front of the house. Or like, (laughs) you know, that stupid. What's the restaurant's name again? Um, Cronelli's Italian restaurants out in Lone Tree. It's in Lone Tree. Yeah. I mean, gosh. So here's your dad, little rich Schneider. Everybody knows little rich, right? Rockalitas tortillas. Rockalitas. Uh, we can hear you, Little Rich, right? Yeah, uh, can you? I hope so. Yes, we can hear Little Rich. Hear little Rich, little Rich uh, you're beaming, just proud, right? But do you are you apprehensive about this path that your daughter's taking into the service industry as we talk about all the uphill battles that not only with uh, mental health but the servitude and giving too much and being in an industry that, at a lot of times, let's face it, it's very unthankful. Uh, we we lost little rich. I'm gonna give you my headset. Here, let me give rich. him here. Here, let me let me hand over. 
I think this is a worthwhile conversation because as you see your friends and family that uh, are in the service industry or even enter into it, here's your daughter, and you covet your daughter. You love Raven so very much. And she, she, she's number one. She's number one. You know, I, I do love the industry, but to uh, not acknowledge the obstacles, the pitfalls that can happen, uh, you'd have to be ignorant. You know, you'd be riding to work on a unicorn because they're there and they're real. And the problem that I see, and we've had this conversation, is the better you are in this industry, uh, the more suddenly you're, you're asked to do benefits and do this and do that. And your success can lead to your demise if you don't handle your success right. And so um, I kind of have this uh, uh, quite a movement tr- is trying to start. And, and people have asked, why are you into this, this we- the health and welfare of the chef, uh, of, of the whole industry? But do you worry about that, about the, somebody oh, ab- so near and dear to you as your daughter? Absolutely. Absolutely. I Sometimes I worry about it for me. Because I mean, we all push ourselves. Well, I'll tell you, him having a daughter, the kitchens I went, I grew up in in San Diego, and especially out here, like when I started cooking at 15, there weren't female chefs, right? There weren't for a long time. And the language and the terminology people would use, and just the attitude when a female would walk in the door, it's changed a lot. It's not completely yeah. gone. And there's still places that are really absurd about it. Yeah. And they don't have a place for today's society. And, you know, thinking about my daughter and cooking with her, it's one of those things like, I don't know if I want to get her in there because of the conversations that people have had. Is that, does that something that bothers you as well? Oh, it, it, it's the reality. I mean, it, it is the reality of it. And so I can either sit as, as a parent uh, who I want my, my daughter to uh, perhaps go down this path or at least explore mm-hmm. the industry because I do think it's a very rewarding industry. And I also see she has some incredible talents for it. It's not going to be real hard uh, for her to mold into this. But uh, to I have to be honest and acknowledge that, yeah, there are problems. And so I can either worry and uh, have her go away from it or in my with my connections with the, the decades that I've been in this and now the contacts that I have, I can help lay the groundwork to change it for the better. Not just for my daughter. That's certainly my... I was going to ask it, about that. So forget about Raven right now, but let's talk about the Ravens of the world. For all of Let's talk about the, the men and women, uh, ethnic, uh, you, you know, uh, some from some different types of uh, socioeconomic climates. They come into this and they want to be somebody that's recognized that can get ahead. How do we encourage those folks to get into this industry where a lot of times we've talked about it a very dominated industry of folks that want to keep that out. How do we break through that, or are we past that point, JP? We're started to break it, but I think the biggest thing is reminding people, everyone loves their grandma's food, everyone loves their mother's food. The mothers own the kitchen at the home, and we should represent that in the restaurant. Yes. Well, I think, folks, I mean, the reality is, is we're seeing that in our society today. This Things that we are evolving as a human race and we are giving more recognition to where recognition is due. We are being a little more sensitive about the guy talk and the way that guys are in the kitchen. Because just like as we all become parents, and especially I think you know we become even more sensitive if we have a daughter, 
Whereas I do, we want. Is that the way you want someone talking in front of your daughter? But I bet you Raven can hold her own. Oh, I'm sure she can. <laughs> I'm sure she can. I mean, listen, half the time it's like, did she, did she just say that? You know, and, and and truly, it's it's being together. It's it's the community. It's in it's in the battle. When you're putting out dinner service, you're in the battle. Yeah. So if you can all just be a team rather than this individual that's this or this individual's background, um, truly, I think that. It would probably shock all of us to see how Raven could command the kitchen yeah. and and do very well and play off of it because humor is a big part of a kitchen too, right, Raven? Yeah. I mean, are you offended much by some of the stuff that you? No, hear? I don't take it to heart. Like if they if they're joking, you know. Yeah. Like so, I'm vegetarian, and today I was at work, and they were like making food for everybody in the back, and they're like, "Oh, we cooked that in bacon grease." I'm like, "Okay, guys, great, that's awesome." See. You know, um, it's just like they they do it with best intentions yeah, i think most absolutely. of the time yeah and you know being part of the kitchen if you're part of the joke and, and you have fun you're yeah. part of the team right yeah. everyone no matter who you are has to go through that initiation phase and as we talked about all the women and all the, the ladies of the world you know i think having the conversation is, is a big step and also giving people resources mm-hmm. where to reach out to if they're having any issues you know whether it be depression alcoholism divorce where they're issues arise in the kitchen we need to support each other and that's where rich is really doing well yeah yeah we're starting uh we're starting the grassroots of a heck of a movement and can we talk a little bit more about that when we come back oh let's take a break let's come back i don't know what time it is right now but we were just going off on a good conversation what's really cool about this is that i'm very optimistic about um, the service industry because I think that anymore the lines, and in a good way, are being blurred to where everybody's just one in the kitchen, to where it was, it was a, a time and a place, uh, maybe even as short as a couple of decades ago, to where there were definite roles within the kitchen. And you couldn't break out that boundary. If you were somebody that was in the dish pit, you were stuck in the dish pit forever. You had no chance of getting from the dish pit, even to a line cook, even to come up to an executive chef. And I'm seeing more and more these days that it's just your pure merit and talent and the integrity of who you are as a human being that's going to get you ahead in this world. That gives me so much hope. And uh, it just I'm very optimistic about where this business is going because any more these days, if you miss out on people that are truly look different than you or act different than you, you're looking, you're missing out on talents beyond belief. Mm -hmm. And you go back to that mother, you know, the mom's uh, recipes in the kitchen. There's a lot of great recipes in the kitchen that you never even knew about being in your little insulated world Mm -hmm. right now. So as we're opening that up, I think. Um, that's a great conversation. Above and beyond that, how do we keep everybody mentally satisfied, mentally healthy, so that we're able to do that servitude that you talk mm-hmm. to yep. about so much, Rich? So we'll talk a little bit more about that. We've got Kyle Moyer in the house. Look at that, Robbie Hahn from Boulder Organic Ice Cream. I need that green tea ice cream back, man, <laughs> immediately. That That's that's my jam right there. Chef Chito Ariola and Chef Preston Phillips are working hard on this fish right now. Provided by 
Seattle's Fish Company. I know, right? It's good stuff. Growers Organic, thank you so much for everybody helping out. Beer by Spice Trade Brewing Company. We're looking for Jeff Tyler to enter the building anytime now. He's probably in his car listening to this broadcast on 630 KHOW. If you're listening, we appreciate it. If you would look us up on Facebook, it's The Modern Eater. We'll be back in a flash right here from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. It is The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. If you're hyper-local and you like food, click and taste The Modern Eater's website, videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video too. TheModerneater.com Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hey, Colorado chefs, Brian Freeman with Growers Organic and the Modern Eater Talk Show. Do you care about where your food comes from? I do. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledgeable sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan gluten-free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house-made vegan sour cream. Wow! How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and never any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. I recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free, vegetarian, and vegan options, and they don't forget about the meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com. Ciao a tutti. It's Elise Wiggins. You want me to go ahead and do it? And Pat Cubella, the chef of the year from Eater Denver. One more time, one more time. And you are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinct 
distinctive horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Hi, this is Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers. Spring is here, and it's time to check out our spring lineup of Belgian-style ales. We have classic Belgian styles like doubles and triples, quads, wit beers, and Belgian IPAs, plus spring seasonals, fruit beers, wild beers, and barrel-aged specialties. All of our beers are handcrafted in small batches and served fresh. Brews Beers is in Midtown at 67th and Pecos. We're open seven days a week with great food trucks every day and loads of free parking. We're even dog-friendly. And if you're planning a business or private event, we'll host it for you and make it a memorable experience. Find out why everyone's talking about the award-winning Belgian-style beers at Brews. Remember to check out our website, brewsbeers.com, for upcoming taproom and special bottle releases. For great Belgian-style beers, it's Brews Beers, 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. See you soon. Okay, Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. You hear me talk about Jeff Rourke all the time. Um, do you know what Jeff Rourke does? He installs custom and maintenance of draft systems. This is perfect because um, you need this. If you're a bar owner, a restaurant owner, a brewery owner, are you doing a new build-out? Get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. He makes tap dreams come true. I mean, uh, truly. Resolute Brewing Company, Punch Bowl Social. Punch Bowl Social flies Jeff Rourke all over the country because they trust him the most. If you don't think that there's somebody locally that can do that for him, uh, they really could go with somebody. But Jeff Rourke is the most trusted man in the business. If you're adding a draft line, get a hold of Jeff Rourke. If you need maintenance, you need an A-plus on your report card, uh, call him up, 720-272-3809. Uh, inefficient beer pouring, it does you no favors, and you can't make any money that way. If you're pouring inefficient beer, boys, what are you doing? You're pouring, pouring your, your money, money down, down the drain. drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny. We all love Belgian beer. Brewmaster at Brews Beers. What the f***'s wrong with you? <laughs> You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. I'll tell you what, you hear the voice of Charlie Gottenkenny right there, and you know uh, things are just crazy for craft breweries right now. And uh, we're going to have Kyle Moyer from the Crafty Fox and Bogey's Beer and Wine on here momentarily. We're going to finish up this conversation because I think it's very important as our Facebook viewers... Uh, we have to say hello to you. Thank you for tuning in to Studio Kitchen, Colorado. It's the uh, culinary church right here, huh, Little Rich? Amen, brother. That's where we worship all of these folks that do so much in our culinary industry, uh, the men and women that serve and uh, have this sense of servitude that mm-hmm. you talk about so much. Mm-hmm. Along with that responsibility comes uh, some uh, heartache, hardships, um, Uh, being caught up around so much food and beverage and consumption and a lot of times you can get in a position to where you're out on an island and feeling very alone little rich oh the anxiety i I tell you just the anxiety just one form of it 
uh, at the Blue Bear dinner. Uh, I sat talking to Troy Gard. How are you handling your success? He, how do you how do you handle your emails alone? He showed me on his phone he had 220 emails he had not answered, but yet he answers every one of them himself. But I mean that feeling of of six once you attain the success, the anxiety of trying to not just hold it there, but it's our nature to always want to be better. Who do you reach out to when you're having difficulties? That's a great one. Um, honestly, it's usually my faith. I, I repeat all the time, if he brought me to it, he'll bring me through it. Beyond that. <laughs> but there's got to be more. And that's what we're working on next uh, with, uh, in conjunction with the Colorado Restaurant Foundation. Again, at Blue Bear Dinner, we had a, a meeting. I was uh, kind of off to the side. You and were. people are probably wondering what happened. This He's means not being so social. much to you, Little Rich. It means a lot to you to be able to reach out to the men and women in this industry and to say you're not alone. Yeah. You don't need to be alone. Yeah. Exactly. And, and what's funny, you can be in a kitchen full of people, yet uh, you go home, uh, you're spent, and you're all alone, curled up into a ball. And we're trying to make the resources available so people know they are not alone. It's a big mountain to climb, and I think that, I mean, for you to spearhead something like this, I see your don't-give-up mentality. A absolutely. And, and, and you're doing that because you truly believe in the bottom of your heart. To If you can be there for somebody to build a system to where that system will actually help somebody in their everyday life, it means the world to you. Yeah, and that, I'll tell you, that was what was exciting to me Monday night, is we did put functional, proven pieces together for our That's industry. the hard part. How yeah. do you do it? This How do you put it together? That, well, it's not just somebody with desire. They have helped people with uh, a local police department. And so we're taking that template of how they reached out and helped police department people that have had maybe they've been on a real bad crime scene. Sure. They've seen things that they didn't want to see. Think so, what you want about law enforcement. And I have all the respect in the world because it's a job I would not want to do. But the ultimate in service. And we were talking about that is how, how really similar both hearts of those professions are. They're, they're, they take a duty to to want to nurture, protect, serve it, it, it's all there. So the two groups are not that uh, dissimilar. So uh, that and that was what was the exciting part the other night. Is it looks like we have uh, potentially very strongly uh, obtained financing. You're gonna get it. I know to, you're to, gonna to finance do this. This, this uh, the funding for this. We've got a proven uh, template in there, and we've got a, a an existing uh, psychologist who has done this. So it's not like we're grasping at something. We're putting together the pieces that have been proven. When Folks. I when I Brian, when I was at the Colorado Restaurant Association, um, what what was it? Uh, the CRA show that breakout the CRA session. CRA show, the breakout session. Exactly, the room was packed. Yeah, it, we, people wanted more information. They wanted to know. Yeah, and I think that if there is a way to where you can anonym, uh, anonymously reach out for help. It's it's invaluable, and for you to um, say this is important, and I'm going to see it through. That's good stuff. Rich. That's awesome, and I'm hoping that we can become the voice for that. That this is where people can find out about it, and, and through our efforts here, we can raise awareness for this. Because really, long term, it's not a success for a long term a, a long term success for an industry mm -hmm. that its best and brightest gets smothered young. I love it. We need to find a way for yeah. you to succeed and succeed for a long time. Well, folks, Brian Freeman here, and I want to say something. I've known Little Rich, Rockalitas Tortillas, for it seems like a short time, 
but in this short time that I've known you, Rich, you're one of those people on this planet that are constantly trying to leave a mark that's bigger than them. And I can't tell you how much I commend you because it's not about your bank account. It's not about the car you drive. It's not about these material things. You're a man who has strives to change things that others he is. haven't yeah. changed. Yeah. And so, you know, folks, what we're talking about is, is an organization that, that Little Rich is putting together for a lifeline for people in the restaurant industry to have a lifeline, to know yeah. that they're not alone, to know that the, if they're depressed, if they have any kind of emotional or psychological issues, that there's someone out there that they can talk to. You're not to. alone. Yeah. Yep. And, and so I, I was just going, though, Rich, thank you. I mean, thank you for coming in my life. Thank you for coming in the life of the modern eater. Uh, everything oh. and all the it, way around. It's truly, just a, Brian, a what you're saying. You thank you. Thank what you. What you're Brian. saying, Brian, it, it, it really does ring. But I have to tell you, Rich is one of those guys that he doesn't want to take a bow. You're not here. This isn't about <laughs> yeah, little no. Rich. Yeah, exactly. And if your name wasn't even attached to it, you'd be just I have no fine. problem with that. This this means so much to us and the service industry. And I can't wait to see what develops from here. Yeah. No, we're gonna make a mark. We're gonna make a mark on this for the much better. I love it. Um, look for that in the future. Little Rich will have more information on that. Little Rich, you let's met... turn to Fun Town. <laughs> What's that? Let's turn over to Fun Town. Fun let's, Town. Let's yep. go over to. It's I'll tell you what. in the news. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of times when you look at this industry, uh, food drives it, but libations and beer. Um, we look at the Crafty Fox and Bogey's Beer and Wine and Kyle Moyer. It's one of the lines that I, you know, I always say it. I get. I get. Uh, I get a little bit of uh, pushback on saying, Kyle Moyer, you've forgotten more about this industry, <laughs> the booze, uh, than I'll ever know. But it's fun to see the seasons change because with that, here the Great American Beer Festival ended. First of all, I want your uh, two cents on is the Great American Beer Festival what it's always been? Well, I quickly want to start and say thank you. Tell the uh, truth. You know, when all three of your great minds get together and you think of alcohol, I come to mind. <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Out of all the people you guys have met in, in, in your day, I appreciate that I'm the guy, you know, about alcohol. Well, but let's face it, man. The Crafty yeah. Fox, how many taps do you have on? We, we do have 60 taps, and oh, I, I know. I, That's I, not I easy. I deserve it. I love it. it. It is my industry. And you own passion. a liquor store. And I own a liquor store. But to answer your question, you know, the, the Great American Beer Festival, is here to stay as it was years and years ago. It's never going away. It's the best thing for the craft beer industry. It's amazing for Denver. It's amazing for Colorado. Uh, I love the fact that we're able to have it here in our hometown, and we don't have to worry about it going away. We're very lucky to have the Brewers Association up here in Boulder. It's amazing, and I love what it's doing for the craft industry. And uh, as we just wrapped up, great american beer festival here you are you had an opportunity to see a bunch of new beer vendors come to you at the crafty fox and say uh let me vie for one of those handles how do you go through that process you know it's tough when it comes down to uh the great american beer festival and as we refer to at the restaurant gabf is we have to do events around these special tappings otherwise there's too much beer It, it almost doesn't make sense so what we do is, you know, we're open six days a week. We get started on that Tuesday of uh, Great American Beer Festival week, and we plan events. We do it around certain breweries, certain regions, certain styles of beer. Sometimes we'll just do a, a sour event or a hoppy event or 
uh, a local brewery and their friends that they've done collaborations with events. So what's hot right now? Sours are out, right? They're, they're never they out. Gone. I don't think so. I, I, I think that sours are in a really weird time right now because I think they really first of all sour beers Belgian beers are they're not the daily st- st- but they're the oldest styles of beers like are they sessionable a sour they can be okay they can be now the lagers I know where you're getting at and the lagers are definitely in the a lot of the beer drinkers are kind of now in the same boat as a lot of the um, not big beer drinkers and they want something light crisp refreshing and you know something that pairs well with food so I get that. The lagers are definitely in, but the sours can be that way. They're still very acidic. You can still incorporate food, food or uh, fruit or barrel aging, which you know really can pair well with certain things. And you know, sours are never super dark and heavy, so they're still pretty approachable for any well, beer drinker. Well, you say that there, Kyle. A sour is a is an interesting beer. I, I didn't find it personally that approachable. And I was going to ask you, what is a sour that you're you know someone who likes a lager? could go out and drink a sour and say, hmm, that, that's something I might drink again. Well, I think what you have to do is you have to balance it. So that's why we're so lucky is there's now sours that are incorporated with hops. So it could be technically a hoppy sour or, again, a fruited sour. So I feel most palates in, in you know the alcohol world have adjusted enough to be able to handle wine. Red wine, white wine, you know, everybody has their preference. But I think wine is a pretty universal... Um, good beverage for for the average palate okay so with that said i think that wine drinkers really can start getting into the sours or the fruited sours or again the barrel aged sours because it is semi-similar to the wine you've got the fruit you've got the barrel you've got this acidity so what i recommend is if you literally are somebody who just doesn't really like beer you might like you know your average domestic beer and you want to start getting into the craft world, I honestly would start you with, you know, not lagers, of course, but if I wanted to get a little more geeky, I would get you the sours, but I would offset some of those sours instead of just being super tart with something that's bitter, a bitter, you know, sour, or, again, a fruited sour where it is closer to wine, which, again, I think most palates would but let's face be familiar it, with. Interesting. Thank you. I appreciate that, but let's face it, as the seasons turn, now we're getting into the stouts. 100%. I mean, there's no doubt. Porters. We want to drink darker stuff. We want to eat darker stuff. You know, I think the pumpkin spice thing is funny and exaggerated and, and commercialized, which is great. We don't necessarily have to think pumpkin right now, but we can definitely think darker. It's colder. Things that are a little more malty when it comes to the, the lagers or, or beer styles um, makes more sense. It, it warms you up. It's like coffee. Coffee seems to do a lot better for for the body when it's a little bit colder out. So, you know, hot chocolate, things like that. So what we're seeing now is a lot of these Oktoberfest pumpkin beers, uh, all these lager, German lager styles that are coming out a little more malty, sweet malty, and, um, you know, they, they're a little more fitting for the cooler weather. You want to? You brought a couple beers with you. I did. Do you want to take a break, come back, taste those beers, but also Spice Trade Brewing Company? I don't think you've had theirs, but we, he brought four different uh, varieties of okay. beers. We'll bring those out. We'll taste those. But do you think you can do a taste test without so seeing them? The blind tasting, and, and I love it. I think it's the best thing for this industry. I think it's so much fun. Let's do it. You think you nice. can do it? Let's well, do I don't, it. I'm not saying I'm good at it, but I'm saying it's a <laughs> great idea. All right, we're going to line some beers up during this break. And Kyle Moyer, who, again, has forgotten more about 
the beer industry than I'll ever know. Uh, the taste, though, that's a whole different thing. I think you'll be able to identify a sour. I think you'll be able to identify a stout. I think, I think you'll be able to. But coming from a lager standpoint, name a better beer in the craft industry than um, the True Blonde from Scott. I mean, do it right now. Uh, beer stout. Pills. You like that? Okay. Ooh, I mean, upslope lager is pretty good. I, I'm a beer stout guy. There is the most traditional German style brewery in the in in the country. For Can sure. you name a Colorado beer? Beer stout. They're right up the street. Are they really? They're right in okay. Rhino. We're gonna have to have them on right, the show here. Right by Rock Lee. Right by me. Right. I love it. All right, let's take a break. Kyle Moore coming back with the booze and the news. All the booze news you can use right here on iHeartRadio. If you're hyper-local and you like food, click and taste the Modern Eater's website. Videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video to themoderneater.com. Get ready to change the way you look at food. This is Peter Allman, the founder of South River Aquaponics and Alpenglow Mushrooms. As a Le Cordon Blue Train chef, I know the importance of quality ingredients. That's why in 2013, I left the fine dining industry to start a sustainable organic farm. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow, we are the leader in sustainable growing practices, utilizing our natural resources as effectively as possible. No pesticides, no GMOs, no funny business, just clean, honest food production. We use old world techniques combined with modern technology to bring you the best possible produce. Our gourmet mushroom facility provides CO2 for our greenhouse that grows tilapia as well as lettuces and herbs in our aquaponics system. Look for us in natural grocers, city market, and served on the plates of Colorado's finest chefs. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow Mushrooms, we're growing greener. To learn more about aquaponics and see our products, go to our website at southriveraquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. My dad's vegetables are so good, I can't live without him. If you've got a business and need a website or need a graphic designer, F. Johnson Design does it all. Take the headache out of trying to build your own website or design graphics. Who has time for that? F. Johnson Design will get you up and running with a professional and great-looking website. Design sharp graphics to your specifications and have your site up faster than you think. Logo, package design, SEO coding, and more. F. Johnson Design did the Modern Eater's website. Go to themoderneater.com to check out some of their work. Reach out to F. Johnson Design. Design at fjohnsondesign.com. Now it's time for the Modern Eaters Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a chair and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. All right, booze in the news. All the booze news you can use right here on iHeartRadio. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. It's a fun night. It's all about community. Little Rich here with us. Holy uh, cow. I know. Eyeball eating. John Irvin from Gluten Free Things. He'll eat anything <laughs> a lot of times. He time. does not like to waste. But eyeballs. Oh, my goodness. Wait, those were the snappers' eyeballs, Jay? And you know, I, you I know missed it. I was, pour, I was pouring beers. You know beers. what's bad? It, the, the fish was cross-eyed it, to, to make it even worse. Bring your mic <laughs> a little farther away. Farther away. There we go. That's good. Where's Kyle Moyer? He can't. He's paying up the ten dollars. <laughs> so went to the ATM. So if you're watching on Facebook, you got a little treat right there. And they took this fish from Seattle Fish Company a lot of different ways. That not we we've got some sashimi right now. They've got um, uh, just delicious sushi grade 
fish from Seattle Fish Company. And then Preston's also fried some up as well. I can't wait to sit down in about 10 minutes after this show yep. and eat some delicious. I know. I want to eat that right now, Brian. I really do. All right. Here comes Kyle Moyer, and we're going to talk about some beers. First of all, Kyle, you brought a couple of beers that you said you had a story from. A story. Which story? Which beer? Well, so I did bring two beers, one being the Oktoberfest from Sierra Nevada, uh, the newest to 2018, and the other is the Your IPA from Melvin Brewing out of uh, Jackson, Wyoming. Okay, now, Jay, I hope that these aren't coinciding. New, new, new. But you know what they are? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, you do? I do. Okay, we're going to do a little taste test here. Check it out live on Facebook, the Modern Eater Facebook page. But tell me that story with that Melvin beer. What is that, the um, IPA? Okay, so Melvin does a beer, Melvin IPA, uh, the Your IPA. It's a very good, I mean, awesome, well-made beer. But the cooler story is they released 400 kegs of this beer, selling it to the distributor for $500, and the distributor sold it to us for $500. All $500 of that money is going to relieve medical debt. So For who? For anybody that has medical debt. So the owner of Melvin, he was a big snowboarder. He had some injuries back in the day, wasn't able to, um, or I don't want to say wasn't able to, but struggled to, you know, pay his medical bills. We all know how expensive those can get. So, you know, he kind of wanted to brew a beer, donate the money, and kind of help relieve, you know, that as much as possible. So how do people get into that fund? So all they've got to do is come to the Crafty Fox. Crafty Fox is one of, you know, a few places in the state, let alone the country, that have the kegs. And uh, all they got to do is buy some beer, drink the beer, and all the money, again, is going right back to the to relieve that medical debt. So it's a, it's a really cool thing. I feel anybody... But what if you have medical debt? How do you get in on this fund? Well, that goes a little deeper than Crafty Fox. <laughs> that, that might have to go to Melvin's, you know. Yeah. You, you can go to the HR department there and see what they contribute. say. But, okay. but contribute by drinking a great IPA. You come into Crafty Fox, come in and, and get a great pint of beer, and just know that you're helping, you know, again, alleviate somebody's medical bills. And, and, it, and it's a really good cause. I think it can apply to basically anybody out there. So it's, it's, it's a good thing, and we love to be supportive of it, and we love Melvin, and, and again, at the end of the day, it's a very well-made, very cool beer. Where's Melvin located? They're in basically right there in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It's a great beer. Uh, it's, a, it's a great beer, and they're known for their IPAs. They've been doing it for a long time. They're, they're, a big, they're getting bigger, but they're still making very well-made beers, and when it comes to IPAs and stuff, there's nothing better. Hey, Jay, you wear a Melvin T-shirt. <laughs> I do. Uh, I, in fact, I, that makes me think I don't know where it is because I haven't seen it in a while. But I did. And you people, got a lot of play off pe- that. I did. They, girls were calling me Melvin. You know, yeah. I, yeah. Dirty Melvin. And as long as, long as they're calling Dirty me. Dirty Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what you can do here, Kyle Moyer, with okay. your little palette here. So, so what kind I of? I think you're going to be able test to. You have written out for me. But try and get the notes out of these. Take a little taste of this. So, so, I mean, when I... Okay, so what... First beer. Let me smell this. So, what I, I start with when it comes to alcohol, I automatically smell it. Well, that's I do sour. Sm- I, sm- I smell with my mouth open, and, you know, I feel like... You when, smell with your mouth open. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like you can really get the aroma in, in everything. 
Hold on, hold on. Okay. Well, that's just, that's Please. science. You're supposed to smell with your mouth open. You know, we're not all scientists, Jay. So you know, I, I want <laughs> whoa, to make whoa, sure. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I was backing you up, bro. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay, so I, I smell with my mouth. We, we open. got two minutes to cover a lot of ground. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> I know. You, you. Kyle said I demand a half an hour tonight. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, it's a sour. It's acidic. It's tart. That's a sour. Yeah. Okay. Tasty. You like it? I think it's great. Is it peach? Spice Trade Brewing Company. Which sour is I that? I feel like I get peach. Co- Coincidentally, it's the mango one. Okay. That's not the sour? No, that's no. the mango. Yeah, I don't a, believe it. Okay, so next one. It smells like an IPA, 100%. Oh, yeah. Ah. That's a delicious one, right? Oh, there. wow, yeah. So tasting that, that's a that's a, just a good, solid, probably... Oh, that's maybe, an maybe, IPA. Well, maybe even single hop IPA, Jay. That now, obviously, you know when you, when you do drink beer, you you've got to look at color, and obviously we're on yeah. the radio, so not everybody can see the color. But this is a darker beer, so I think we can all, you know, assume the roastiness. Not necessarily heavy, but you know it's a darker beer. I get a lot of coffee. Reminds me of Quaker State. That's a. It's, that. it's a bitter, a roasted. I don't. It's not as coffee as I I, I had on the nose. That's got to be a porter. Really? Yeah. Or a stout. Chai mix. A stout. stout. Jay, tell me the difference between a porter and a stout. Well, I can't do that, but I can tell you that's a milk stout. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go. Way to go, porter. What's this last one? Process of elimination. Can you noodle that out? It tastes like a fantastic Marzen from the (laughs) oldest brewery in collaboration with one of the largest craft breweries in America. You knew that one right off the bat. Well, yes. So this is the, the 2018 Sierra Nevada. Oktoberfest. Way to go, one for four. Quickly, they. <laughs> you're on the bench. They, Congratulations. They do. They do collaborate with a new old German brewery every single year, and this happens to be a thousand-year-old brewery, one of the or the oldest brewery in the entire world. Wow. Go see him at the Crafty Fox. His name's Kyle Moyer. Uh, booze in the news. All the booze news you can use. You can get it from Kyle. And also go into Crafty Fox and Bogey's Beer and Wine because Bogey's has a great selection of Colorado craft beer and craft beer in general. Have to thank our chefs tonight, Chef Chito Ariola and Chef Preston Phillips. Did a great job for us, you guys. Chito! Got J.P. Krause in the house, Emma Nemechek in the house, uh, Little Rich's daughter Raven, which we're going to say uh, Raven, Little Rich is her dad. That's the way. Call it's Little Raven. That's right. Little Raven. Uh, thank you, uh, Dave Avery. That was so fantastic. Gigi here with us. Um, Brian Freeman, of course, from Growers Organic. Um, and and uh, Jay Parker, thanks so much for doing all that you do. Okay, uh, Arabella, where are you? How much time do we have left from the studio? Oh, we're over, so just get out. All right, we're going to get out. We'll see you next week. Uh, Mark Antonation from Westward is going to be here with us next week. And uh, Elon Wenzel from Element Knife Company. That's coming up next week right here from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio.